ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the River Blast Podcast. This is a special episode because we are recording live in Permani Brothers in Market Square. Uh, we didn't really get like clearance for this, uh, Alex and I. Uh, we're going to have a lot of non-licensed copyright music going on in the background. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. Fair we're, use. we're just eating lunch, and uh, we thought, why not record a podcast? And Alex, let's just start off by saying, we were on TV. Well, fake TV. Fake TV. YouTube. This, this is like this YouTube. Is fake no, radio. No one could be on YouTube. No. No one. Did you and watch so, uh, Ralph Wrecks the Internet? Wreck it, Ralph? Yeah, the new one. No, I haven't seen either. Oh, oh. Oh, the first one's good. Don't watch the second one. But he's on the internet. He went on YouTube, too. So we're just as famous as Wreck-It Ralph now. Ooh, Disney. Where's those Disney checks? I I did see Creed 2. I I chose Wreck-It Ralph 2 over Creed 2 last weekend. I regretted it. Hey, spoiler. He wins. I, I Well, duh. And they fight beforehand, too. There's two fights. Oh. Like every Rocky movie. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think in Creed 3, he's going to fight uh, Mr. T's son. That would be why he fights Mr. T. Instead of Clubber Lang, he's going to be like Putter Lang No, or no, something. it's still Clubber Lang. It's Mr. Oh, T at 70-something years yeah. old. Yeah, and then he fights John Cena also. <laughs> Instead of Hulk Hogan? I, yeah. I'm on board. Thunderlips. I feel like that'd be a problematic name in today's world. I Maybe. Maybe. I, I, I don't know. But yeah, we were we were on TV, kind of. We were on YouTube. We were on my show for Pittsburgh Sports Live. Uh, Alex and I talked some Pirates baseball, and uh, they said, you know, you're running the show by yourself today. You need to have a guest. I said, all right, can I get Bill Brink? And they said, maybe go with someone a little lower profile. So I asked Alex to come on. Then you went to Jerry, and then, and then at the very bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Do you think I'd make Jerry go up that 19-story elevator? That'd be horrifying. That'd be funny. That would be funny. Put that on YouTube. So, Alex, uh, yeah, be sure to check out the show, Pittsburgh Sports Live on YouTube. I keep refreshing to see if it's up. I mean, it should definitely be up by the time this is posted. Uh, but it will be up there. You can see our beautiful faces. Yeah, rate, subscribe, share, do all of that. It'd be great. Um, but did you have fun? Doing I did have fun. What was it like being on camera I, uh, with me for the first time? I am not good on camera. Weird question. Huh? Because, uh... <laughs> <laughs> that took a second. That took a second. Yeah, I know. Uh, no, I... I mean, I like being on camera, but I also hate it. Mm-hmm. Because writing, I could do that in my pajamas or whatever. And if we're in the podcast, like, I can lean back, whatever we're not doing something. I can talk with my hands. I get very self-conscious talking on camera. You know, anytime someone talks about, like, talking with their hands, have you ever seen It's Always Sunny? Yes. The, the uncle who <laughs> yeah. fixated on a, my, my, my small hands. We're lawyers. Yeah, we're lawyers. Have you seen the size of this man's hands? But I thought we did well. Yeah, it's good. You should watch it. You should listen to it. Uh, I dropped my pencil. Oh, well. Uh, the only thing that I will point out, secret little Easter egg for you guys, is that about five to ten minutes in, there's a hair in the sweater I'm wearing, and I keep trying to pick at it, and I eventually get it, but I, I look like I have a nervous tick or something, and it's just, no, I was just being poked by a hair. So keep an eye out for that one. Um, but enough about <laughs> n- enough about us being on TV, fake TV. Fake TV. Uh, Pirates actually did some stuff. 
Yes. And some things too. So let's just dive right into that. I don't think we're going to do any transition music for this episode. No. No, no transitions. We're just rolling. We're just rolling. And, you know, we might get our food delivered to us during this episode, but who cares, really? I mean, we're just we're just riffing. So uh, where do you want to start? Uh, let's start with Lonnie. That's the Lonnie? most Lonnie? Yeah, yeah, I mean, that is a big... I mean, he's literally... Unless you include Jung Ho, who played two games in the major leagues for the last two years. Before that, Lonnie Chisholm is the first major league free agent signed by the Pittsburgh Pirates. I'm going to give him a pause so they can guess. All right. Who is it? Well, did we decide? It's Ivan Nova. It's Ivan Nova. And at first external signing since Daniel Hudson. Damn. The Hornet. No one else called him that but me. The Hudson Hornet. But, uh... Yeah, so Lonnie Chisholm, Alex, I'll just let you go. Thoughts? Good. I mean, injury history, but, you know, fly ball hitter, mm-hmm. uh, which is good for being in PNC Park if you're a lefty. Yes. Good filling, could be like a Matt Joyce type stuff. This is something I didn't bring up on uh, the YouTube show that I probably should have. Okay. Uh, because I put it up at my write-up. Oh, well, yeah, we got to save it for the uh, save it for true. the pod. I was saving it for you guys. Uh, he uses the axe handle bats. Oh, does he? Yeah, like Mookie Betts does. And he made the change uh, before 2017. And if you look at his peripherals, he's getting the ball in the air a lot more. He's hitting the ball harder since then. I, I like those bats. Well, there you go. I like them. Yeah. Oh, we're getting our drinks delivered here. Thank you so much. Yeah, right. Yep. Thank you, Alex. Alex uh, got a beer at at 158. I'm living my best life. He really is. Meanwhile, I'm just drinking water because I'm a nerd. But uh, yeah. I, I mean, that aside, I do like the signing for Lonnie Chisenhall. Uh, I think he's a really good fit for what the Pirates needed as far as cost. As far as position, as far as the type of player, um, the only negative, I think, is the very strong possibility that he does get injured. Uh, You know, when it's like an ongoing, recurring injury with a muscle like the calf, I mean, you really can't say... Over two years. Over two years, and, you know, that's just something that they're going to have to hope holds up in the time where Polanco is still out. But this allows them not to have... Polanco rush back. They have a reliable guy rather than throwing, you know, someone who belongs in AAA out there rather than forcing Frazier out there when they've clearly said that they wanted him to be their second baseman. So now they're able to do that. They have Adam at second base. They can put Lonnie in right field for the time being. You could still rotate out other guys. I wouldn't be shocked to see Jung Ho play a little bit out there in right field. Maybe like five or ten games in that span. Uh, I, I think he got Pablo before you go to jump. I mean, yeah, Pablo. Which, Pablo, he might not make the spring training roster. Yeah, anymore, th- that's what that might mean. Which is which is fun. But I, I love Pablo, it's, it's but just, AAA depth. It's a good it's a good depth move for the major league roster, even yeah. after Polanco comes back. It, it gives you a left handed bat yeah. off the bench that you'll have if you're starting Moran. You know, when Polanco's back, you have Lonnie coming off the bench, and uh, I think you know right field could benefit Lonnie, as you talked about on our show on YouTube and and your you know on social media, and I'm sure in your write up, you know that short porch and right would be a little bit 
a little, a couple more home runs would be coming to Chisholm. Last two years, I overlaid his fly balls over PNC Park's dimension. He would have hit five extra home runs if he hit them all at PNC Park. Yeah, and yeah. last two years is a generous statement because in his last it's still two only three hundred fifty plate appearances, yeah, it's, which, it's, so which you is, hope that he gets. Yeah, in three hundred, and we talked about it in my write up and on YouTube also that he's had two seasons where he's had 400-plus plate appearances, I believe, and in both of them, 25-plus doubles. You know, he's not going to be a home run guy, but I think he is a more productive Colin Moran-type hitter, yeah. I guess if that's fair. You know, he can hit a lot more doubles. You could probably bat him fifth or sixth in the lineup for the time being, and uh, I think he'll get the job done. Yeah, I mean, it's a good signing. Yeah, very good signing. I mean, it's not, don't print out World Series tickets, but is no. this team better today than it was three days ago? And it's yes. Yeah, absolutely, especially if you can stay healthy. Um, another acquisition they made that we really haven't got a chance to talk about was the Indians trade. Uh, I'll let you pour one out for the departures of Jordan Luplo and Max Moroff. I'm going to take a sip. I hate to say I was right. I mean, Jordan Luplo probably going to be an all-star now. Yeah. And Max Moroff's going to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I mean, no, he's Luplo, never going Luplo, to the Hall I of Fame. But I could see being I, that guy. I liked these guys. I mean, good raw power, good walk rate. Okay, they strike out. Good gloves. If it wasn't for the strikeouts, this is like a really good prospect, a top ten guy. And they kind of gave them both away. Moroff never got a chance, and I'm mad about yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, Moroff, it's... Just look at the middle infield. I mean, if, you, if you're not good enough by his age to establish yourself over the likes of Pablo Reyes and, and Cole Tucker, and I know those guys are higher draft picks than him. I know Cole Tucker was a first-rounder. I don't know about Pablo, but... I mean, he's had his chances, and ah, just there's no spot for him here. Same no, for Luplo. there wasn't. They, I mean, Luplo's kind of came in a different way. They, 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 in times of need, they went to Jordan Luplo, and as I mentioned on this podcast, he didn't perform, and so that was enough. I mean, maybe a change of scenery could do him well. I could see him. He's a guy that I could see being like a Jose Batista or something. Maybe not to the, you know. Full ability that of like hitting 50 home runs, but the Indians are a team that hits a lot of balls out of the yard, and uh, they have open spots in the outfield unless they resign Brantley. So Luplo's he's going to get an opportunity in the air. And Cleveland, probably more than any team in baseball, stresses pulling your fly balls. Yeah. So trying to work through, and he's got the hands that he can do that. Yeah. I, I I mean I think they probably get the best player in this deal. Yeah, I but, mean, unless those those two youngsters, everything I read, young pitchers, everything I read about them, I mean, they're boomer bust, but it could be a nice boom. Eric Gonzalez, I don't know how you can really get that excited Eric about Gonzalez him. Eric Gonzalez is just a little bit better than Max Moroff. That, of course, that's the Honestly, guy who got yeah, returned. Yeah, at best, he's Max Moroff plus. Probably a better fielder, but I don't know. I mean, you, you already have a bulk of young middle infielders. And you just added. I think this was more. Gonzalez just, has no options remaining. I mean, I mean this I, was I just think that trade would have made more sense if he could have been like this Pablo Reyes guy. If someone went down, we gotta go to Eric Gonzalez from AAA, and you'd feel good about that. Mm -hmm. But I mean, this move. I mean, I I think more than anything else, like you said, it's just they didn't have a spot for more off, and they lost. They just said, you know, Luplo, you're not gonna ever play here. <laughs> I mean, that was that was it. 
So, and they got their fourth outfielder now, so it makes sense. I'm fine with the trade. It's nothing exciting. I think the Indians probably won the deal, but it's a very minuscule win in the grand scheme of things. I think there's a higher ceiling for the Indians' return, though. I will say that, even though I was not a big Jordan Luplo fan. Best of wish, best luck, best of wishes, I guess, to them. Um, yeah, yeah, he was a good guy. Yeah, I, was, I do genuinely wish him good yeah. luck. Max gave me one of the most electric interviews I've ever had in my career. Uh, Said a total of about seven words and four questions. You know, I, 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 I love Max the ball player. I hate Max the quote. Yeah, <laughs> not great. Especially in radio. Like, I mean, in print, in, in can print least, I can work around yeah, it. I like, can make it work. I was off. I feel bad for you. Yeah. So, the last thing uh, we, I guess we can cover in the latest Pirates news is the cruise news. Hey, you want to introduce this one? Yeah. Uh, new assistant hitting coach. Uh, Cruz came over from uh, the Cubs. He had some experience with the Diamondbacks. Uh, I brought this up on the YouTube show, but I like this hire. He's another analytical hire. He was, you know, head of... Thank you. The Cubs. Got pickle slices out here. Oh, that's just pure sodium, man. You don't want one? No, I'm good. Pure sodium. Uh, yeah, Cubs are a very analytical uh, club whenever it comes to player development. He was heading that up offensively. It, it seems like a good fit, especially whenever you put him next to Eckstein. That's too... I think that was a big thing against Jeff Branson and company. It was they were playing catch-up. This is a future-proof hire. This is buying a 4K TV, even though you only have a Blu-ray player. Oh, oh, all right. So, yeah, I like it because if you're going to bring in two people, you got to do it together. This was the time. Yeah. Like, you can't just... If they were to hire Eckstein, and then next year they bring in an assistant with them, I don't like that move. Too late. Bring them in together. Establish a plan. between. Let them, you know, spend the next couple months leading into spring training. This is how we're going to develop our young hitters. Josh Bell's clearly having problems. This is how we are going to team up and counteract that. You know, this is how we're going to, you know, help Lonnie Chisholm revive his career. This is how we're going to, you know, fix Colin Moran. They, they can work together and plan around this. Where before, like I said, if they were to bring in someone to help Branson or wait a year and then bring in someone to help Eckstein, don't like that mentality. And you talked about analytics. I like the fact that... He has a combination of, he knows the modern game, but he also has like nine years major league experience as a player. So he's done it the old school way as well. I'm very much someone, I'm a middleman. I like, I can I can see things from both sides, pretty much any issue. And uh, I'm, I'm really big on the fact that you can't neglect analytics, but you can't over-analytic, and analyze. That's fair, and, that's fair. And I, I mean, so I go hardcore because yeah. I know that they'll never go as hardcore as me. Yeah. They will never put Adam Frazier at shortstop so they can mm. put Brian Dozier at second base because the defense, mm. or the offense would create more runs than the defense would lose. Uh-huh. But, I, yeah, it's, I think there is kind of a misconception that a lot of these old players uh, don't understand analytics don't understand and they're so resistant where look at the Red Sox look at their main Alex Cora gets it Dave Robertson the double for the Dodgers Uh um 
It's all about even the Red even whatever Big Data Baseball, Travis Sawchuk's book. He talked about Clint Barbas and they, you know, we're trying to sell. You know, we're going to shift a whole lot more. And Clint's like, oh man, I was doing this anyway. <laughs> Right-handed batter. I'm going to take a step over here. The Red Sox are a perfect example. Not obviously just because they didn't win 108. I mean, they won 108 games. They won the World Series. Blah blah. blah. But like, Cora gets analytics. But he also goes off a gut feeling from time to time. Like, it didn't make sense. I think it was in game one of the World Series to pinch hit Nunez. But he said, like, we're going to... He did the old school move. Like, we're bringing you in late in the game because you're a better defensive player than Devers. Is it Devers? Devers, yeah. And they pinch hit him, and he hits a three-run homer. And you have that old school mixed with the new school, and that's what works. That's what... I think that's the route you gotta go and I think this is a move that reflects that mentality not to discredit Alex Cora's decision there but uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt told him that he saw an angel oh, oh, it? yeah it was Heberling for Mitchell Mr. Again. Knox Mr. Knox <laughs> Heberling for Mitchell go back to Cincinnati look at that fun fact you know the first angels in the outfield filmed at Forbes Field correct it was about the Pirates it was about the Pirates because they stunk and, and it uh, has uh, cameos from Otis Wagner, oh. Ty Cobb, oh. and Ben Crosby, who was a partial owner of the Pirates. The yeah, time. he had the only film of the 1960 Game 7. Yeah. They re-released that when he died. They found it in his attic. Just fun, tons of fun facts. But yeah, the beginning of that movie, the old one, you get to see some really good camera footage of Forbes Field that you really can't see anywhere else because... There weren't too many games televised in Forbes Field. No. But, like, they do a lot of cool camera shots. You really get, like, kind of like a virtual tour of it, which is kind of neat if you're into that stuff. So, yeah. That rounds up our uh, what's recent. Any other things you want to hit on? 40-man roster? Or do you want to talk about that real quick? Well, we talked about Brew Baker's the only one worth discussing. Him and maybe Waddell being a Rule 5 fighter. Yeah. And I like what else. I le- he left a heck of an impression on me whenever I talked to him in Altoona further last year. I don't want to let him go for nothing. Yeah. I'm, I'm willing to accept that he's probably going, his ceiling is like the good Jeff Locke. I mean, all-star Jeff Locke? All right, I want your opinion on this, because I, I wrote these words in the last thing I wrote for Buck's dugout, and I kind of chuckled at myself, you know, laughing at your own joke. Mm-hmm. Is Jeff Locke a really bad good player or is he a really good bad player really good bad player I mean he had a really good half season yeah which and is all smoke and mirrors. He'd go five and a third and leave the bases yeah, loaded. And, his numbers and someone would get a really double play. He's like, and oh, five was, and a third shutout. That innings. was when the Pirates were like the hottest thing in, you know, in baseball. Like No one could stop talking about him. They had like a million all-stars that year. And Jeff Locke was like, oh, yeah. Let's just add him to the... Like, the they, it was like, they grilly, Melanson, the best Pedro. Melanson. My goodness, yeah. he was great that year. Pedro, Kutch, Jeff Locke, and A.J. Burnett or something like that. Like, there was a ton. Francisco. Oh, yeah. So. Liriano, not so really. Yeah. So. Russell Martin. But, yeah, I think Jeff Locke was a guy who kind of got off to an unfair start in the sense where we were introduced to someone who was playing well out of their capabilities of being able to sustain that type of play. And he just had unfair expectations from here on out. It's kind of like if you go to a wedding and uh, you look over and there's one of the bridesmaids yeah. and she's in this dress and she's 
hair is perfect, makeup perfect. She just looks beautiful, and that's your introduction to her. And then every other time you see her from there on, she's like no, in it's sweat like you, clothes. It's like when you has match, a unibrow. And, it's like when you match with a girl on Tinder. Who looks like a you're, nine. You're in a relationship. You can't match with a girl. I can't. Well, I mean, that's how I met my girlfriend. Actually, it's not. We met We met prior to that, and then we matched on Tinder, and then I got that number. You know how it goes. But uh, I don't know, man. Alex, I've been out of the game too long. I can't really speak <laughs> on this. All right. Um, I mean, the la- literally since we started dating, the Pirates have been off. Like you know the, what you gotta have to do, right? Our anniversary, <laughs> the day I like asked her out was on October first, two thousand fifteen. I have pictures. Two days later, they lost to the Cubs in that wild card game, and they have been dog, dog shit ever since. I mean, they've gotten a little better. They had that winning season, but like, I just remember like, yeah, like this is awesome, like, and then like she, again, straight like just started dating. The one time. She was in my room uh, watching me try to pick out my what I was going to wear for that playoff game. I didn't go to it. I was just watching it. And, like, I'm just thinking, like, all right, this hat I wore in the 2014 wild card game. They got crushed. It's out of the rotation. It's It's burnt. She was just, like, introduced to, like, how freaking insane I am. And, like, from then on out, she's just still bewildered by my dedication to this team that constantly drives me nuts. That's what the Pirates needed with Jeff Law. He needed that first year to have, like, a 473 ERA. He's like, okay, this is is how crazy he is. (laughs) I guess. I guess. I mean, no. No, because, like, Clay Holmes. Clay Holmes, <laughs> the Clay, Clay Holmes, Holmes theory. <laughs> Would you rather? That's a good p- question you could answer for us on Twitter. Would you rather be Jeff? Would you rather be Jeff Locke or Clay Holmes right now? Jeff Locke's out of baseball. Assuming Clay Holmes flukes into an All-Star Jeff, game. Jeff Locke's out of baseball. He's been an All-Star once. He's made more money than Clay Holmes. But Clay Holmes, more current money MLB than we'll ever see. Yeah, Clay Holmes is currently in baseball, but. You know the stuff attached with his name. So, would you rather be Jeff Locke or Clay Holmes right now? Which one has more biometrics? I mean, Clay Holmes, like, started all that. So, I mean, Jeff, but then again, Jeff Locke's fresh. He's got one year fresh. <laughs> so. Yeah, Jeff Locke's done. I don't. I mean, he had a good career. I mean, yeah. I feel bad whenever a guy isn't pitching. Whenever you're a left-handed pitcher and you're not pitching at 31, I feel bad for the guy. Did he ever get, like, a contract after his rookie deal? Like, did he get paid? He got arbitration once, and then I think he... He never got that second deal? Uh Uh-oh. Here they come. Something related. Right here? Thank you, sir. Thank you. Oh, my God. Can I get a fork? A fork? I have braces. Uh, Alright. Oh. Fair enough. Alright, Alex, what are you eating right now? I'm eating a Pittsburgher with an egg. Okay. You gotta pick all the fries that fell off. And I got and I got I got uh, turkey with no cheese out here. Because I didn't get enough turkey on Thanksgiving. Yeah, I don't want any turkey for the next. And if you think we're going to stop recording just because our food showed up, no, you're wrong. No, this is whatever it gets If you worse. made it this far... Why? I don't know. Uh, but well. I will bring up this last thing. All because right. 
we are sitting right next to, we are at the Permanis in uh, Market Square. But every Permanis has one of these. Yeah. And right next to us is, is the mural. The mural. We got Jack Lambert, mm -hmm. we got the bus, we've got Lemuz, Pops, Maz, Clemente. No blunt. Three River Stadium. A very unflattering uh, caricature of uh, Bill Cower. Did Cower really have that much of a chin? Uh, I mean, people like to think so. They like to think so, but I... I it was never that outrageous. But yeah, you came up with this idea. This is Noah's. But if we were going to make a masochistic Hermione's wall... Um, a mural... Of 1993 to 2012. Strictly Pittsburgh Pirates. Moments and players. Who would you have on? Alex, we'll each do four picks. Give me your first pick and I get the next two. My first one is going to be... I should spend a number one draft pick on this, but I'm going to anyway. It's Ryan Domit. Mm. And it's whenever he tries to catch a runner who's stealing second base, mm -hmm. and he drills the relief pitcher in the head with the throw, and he's like, "Ooh, that I want that moment immortalized." All right, that's my number one. My next two picks, I'm gonna go with. Um, I gotta go with McClendon stealing first base. Oh. And that should have been number one. And then um, I want Derek Bell on a boat. On a boat? Yeah, Operation Shutdown. I'm mad I didn't do the McClendon one. So those are my two moments. We got. The you best part of the McClendon thing is like, why'd you steal first base? Well, he wasn't using it. Well, if he was using it, he might not have been using it effectively. But. All right, my next two. Uh, one is it didn't happen on the field, but it's Jason Kendall, and I want a speech bubble next to it uh -huh. with him going, Welcome to hell. <laughs> okay. Mm. Is his ankle in place? Barely. 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 Maybe in a cast. Sure. Okay. He's on crutches. And then uh, Aramis Ramirez and Kenny Lofton being shipped out of town. Okay. Like they've got travel bags. Mm -hmm. um, Alright, my next two. I'm going to have Bob Nutting on skis going down a hill. Can I just do a mini rant here? Yes. Okay. Let, let's, let's hear it. I'm not going to argue that Bob Nutting is not spending enough money on his team. He could spend more easily and never miss a meal. Okay. But I'm tired of this notion that he can't spend money on the Pirates because he is going to build a new ski lift. I get it. It's just a stupid joke. It's taken but it makes no own. fundamental sense. It's like, I'm going to really cheap out in one of my businesses so I can extravagantly overspend in another one. I mean, if, if the bomb nutting I know would be trading away, like, he'd be selling some of the ski lift carts, you know, melting it down for scrap. He's like, you guys only need what, like four? Yeah. Do, do the uh, mountain? I haven't been to Sippin' Springs in a while. Do the mountains have, like, sponsors? Like, this is, <laughs> this is the... <laughs> this is the Tribune Review. Yeah. No, wait, who am I 
kidding. The first sponsor, everything goes to Ford Park. Oh, and then that's where my tuition What's the one where they have the little, the little buses they always give away? The little figurine buses. It's the bank or something. S and T? Uh, no, not S and T. It's like they have the figurine trucks or something. John a blank. All right, don't worry it's about it. It's not dollar. No, it's not. I don't even know if it's a. Is bank. it a local? It's it's like uh, it's like those giveaways that they do. Okay. And it's like I, I this little thing. It's maybe a truck. It's on the tip of my tongue. Anyway, okay. my fourth, my fourth, uh, I'm not going to go with a moment here, just my fourth player, I'm going to go with um, Jack Wilson, just because like he was like the most tenured pirate. He unironically needs to be on the mm-hmm. Alright, so what are your three? Dilmitz, mm-hmm. um... Welcome to Hell and Aramis and Kenny being mm-hmm. shipped out of town. Okay. The last one. Can I just say one thing about Jack Wilson? Go for it, man. As terrible as those parts teams were, mm-hmm. what a great player to have to inspire a young generation of masochistic power fans. A guy who always hustled didn't look the best all time always gave 110% baseball in Pittsburgh is better because Jack Wilson played in it I have to take I mean he was good but <laughs> he, was, he was my favorite player growing up. I don't think any kid growing up been like Jack Wilson framed my life I mean I did like him yeah. he was fun I, to watch I, he was by far my favorite player So I need one. I gotta come up with one more. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna go sentimental here. I'm gonna go the implosion of Three Rivers. Okay. Because for a long time that was. I mean, Three Rivers is right next to me mm-hmm. on this mural right now. I don't remember one thing in person at Three Rivers. No, I, I was eight whenever they tore that. I was five. Nine, nine whenever they yeah, tore that. Yeah, I was like five or six. Yeah, so. So. I don't have like a ton of memories there, but there's a lot there. Clemente played there. Sturgill played there. And neither Very one of them bond. were alive before whenever PNC Park opened. Mm-hmm. It, it's sad. Yeah. Alright. It was a character. It, it was a terrible stadium, but it was a character. Some moments we missed. <clears throat> I was like a scoreboard that says 20 to nothing Brewers. Um, <laughs> maybe Brian Giles being mauled at home plate for the walk-off Grand Slam. We're stealing that homer and left. Or, yeah, the catch. Was that against the Indians? I think so. Yeah. Um... Hey, right back at you guys. Enjoy Wadwin's home. And maybe an all-star game reference, the 06, and the 94 all-star game. So both uh, Tony Gwynn sliding into home plate, winning the game, and then, um, yeah, and then, like, just the 06 all Maybe Ryan Howard hitting the uh, the banner to win the home run derby. And someone won a mortgage or something. I thought it was, like, 53 flights. Okay. Yeah. 
Were you at that? Were you, did you go anywhere near that? Were you around town that day? I scored three tickets to the All-Star game. No kidding, really? My cousins grew up in Boston. Okay. And the Red Sox had the All-Star game, but I can't remember if it was 98 or 99. Mm-hmm. And my cousin's game plan was he was going to just go to the stadium. Mm-hmm. And someone would give him a ticket for free. And his parents, my aunt and uncle were like, you're crazy, you're not going to get a ticket for free. Well, guess what? He was just standing around, someone came by and said, are you looking for a ticket? He said, yeah. They're like, here, just take it. What? I heard that, I'm like, oh, I've got to try that. So I dragged my family down to the stadium. How old are you now? You're like middle school? I am, yeah, in between, 8th grade going into ninth. Okay. I'm like, we got to try this, we got to try this. And it happened again. We scored four free tickets. That is nuts. Nosebleeds, but I was in there, baby. That's nuts. I was in Florida. I because like I really wanted to go rent out like a kayak and drag my dad. I mean, I was like in elementary school, I think, and I wanted to rent out a kayak. And my dad and I would go there for like the home run derby. <laughs> but we were visiting my grandma in Florida, so I just watched it on TV. That's a cool story. You pay zero dollars. Yeah. So that is my legitimate advice. It has happened twice in my family now. We have scored five free tickets to All-Star Games. If the All-Star Game is in your city, heck, it's in Cleveland next year. Go to Cleveland. Just go there and hang out. You might just score free tickets. All right, well, any final thoughts, Alex? Uh, Tower's chip wasn't that big. It really wasn't. I just bit my tongue. Um, you okay? I'm good. Well, that's you all. The, you got through the pain there, man? Yeah, I'm good. All right. Well, that's all we got. Um, thank you for you know coming along on our lunch day with us. Alex, any final thoughts? I mean, I just you just said yeah. Power. My tongue. He just reset. Yeah. That's Noah's reset button. Okay. Well, as always, thank you for listening. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at River Blast Radio, at Alex J. Stump, at Noah underscore Hiles 95. For my co host, Alex Stump, I'm signing off saying thanks for listening and let's go, Bucks.